It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast for the Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after what was a very good weekend for the Atlanta Braves and good might just be selling it short. They completed another series sweep. They've won eight in a row and they dealt a pretty, I would say, crucial blow to the second place club of the National League East as they took all three games from the Miami Marlins and now have a nine game lead in this division as we march toward the all-star break. And oh, by the way, we got a lot of all-star stuff to talk about on this one, but a 6-3 win for Atlanta on Sunday. That's what you're here on the postcast for. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. Go ahead while you're here. Click that like button. We appreciate that. Leave us a comment as well. Those are always appreciated. And tell a friend if you enjoy the show. We certainly enjoy bringing it to you. And make sure to subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, the Braves have been subscribed to wins here, it seems like, for quite some time. The month of June. 21 and four the month of July, couple of convincing wins against an NLE's foe. It just looks like everything lately is coming up Braves. It is. And it's fun to watch obviously as a Braves fan as well, but this was a big series coming in. I mean, the Marlins were the closest team to the Braves in the division. And it felt like, you know, it was an opportunity for the Marlins to really gain some ground opportunity for the Braves to maybe kind of silence them a little bit. And I'd say a sweep certainly helped do that. Yeah, it did. And both these teams came in with five-game winning streaks. The Marlins have played some pretty good baseball against everybody but the Atlanta Braves. They were hoping to change that narrative, or at the very least, maybe start to reverse things, at least some, as Atlanta had taken six out of seven already in the first two meetings, and now a series sweep, culminating with a comeback win over Sandy Alcantara in the finale. It was game number 83 for the Braves as they improved to 56-27 and 27 on the season. Best record in baseball. Six runs, nine hits, and error, and five men left aboard for the Braves and picking up the win. Marlins just three runs, eight hits, one error, six men left on, 48-37. and 37, Still a respectable season they're putting together, and that wild card goal is still right out there in front of them as well. Worth pointing that out. Spencer Strider, 10-2 and two now as he pitched into the seventh inning to pick up the win. Sandy Alcantara, as I mentioned, it seemed like, staked to an early lead. He might be settling in, but the Braves offense, as they have been for quite some time, had a little something to say about that in the fifth. Alcantara is now three and seven. Rysel Iglesias is 14th save. Two hours, 32 minutes time a game and 40,932 packed into Truist Park. 30th sellout already for the Braves on the young season. I guess approaching the halfway point, it's not that young anymore, but Jake, folks are pretty fired up about this Atlanta Braves club and another sellout would indicate that the way this team is playing, everybody wants to get a good look at what could be one of the best Braves teams we're seeing, especially offensively in our lifetimes. Yeah, I certainly think so. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, a while now with obviously the, the winning streaks that they've been on here over the last month plus now going into July, just four losses since the beginning of June. I mean, it's just incredible what they're doing. It's exciting. You look at the talent on the field, and we'll talk about it, all the all-star players that this team has. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to the ballpark and see this team play as often as you can? And it's just so exciting. It seems like you see them do something spectacular every day. We talked about it over the last week or so. Every game, it seems like they're doing something that hasn't been done before, hasn't been done in a really long time, especially 
offensively. And then you got Spencer Strider on the mound Sunday. Why wouldn't you want to go to the ballpark and watch him? There are just so many reasons to want to watch this team right now. Obviously, winning helps that, but I think it's the roster, too. It's just mm-hmm. up and down the lineup. It's such an exciting team, and it's such an exciting uh, group of players to want to watch and root for. They're fun. It seems like they love playing with each other, and I think that makes it so much easier to root for as a fan and want to support them. No doubt about it. This is a club that enjoys playing together, that does truly play man-to-man, accountably, one to another, uh, in just the best possible way that you can. And that, that, I think, is, in addition to talent, an X factor that has helped this Braves team really get on this extended role that it's been on. Spencer Strider is one of eight Braves All-Stars. We'll get to the full list in just a moment. I'm sure if you're here by now, you've probably already seen it, so no spoilers here. But Spencer Strider's the Major League Strikeout leader. Six and two-thirds innings, he was charged with three runs on this day. Uh, one of them unearned. It came after he was out of the game. A.J. Minter gave one of those up. But six hits, one walk, nine strikeouts. Uh, Spencer got into a little bit of trouble early as the Marlins grabbed a lead, and they gave it to Sandy Alcantara to try to hold on to it. Braves offense able to bail him out and uh, you know launch that comeback, uh, culminated by the Ozzy Albies home run that we'll get to in just a few minutes. But 109 pitches for Spencer. I thought he looked pretty good once he was able to really settle in and start locating, executing again the way we've seen the past couple of starts. Yeah, it's been you know, more of the same, I thought, overall in the end. That second inning where he ran into some trouble, a couple of weak hits there, and then he had a good hit uh, by Luis Arias, who had a couple of hits in this game. But a good start for him, obviously. Should have gone through seven innings, had an error by Ozzy that, that cost him getting through that seven innings. Then he unfortunately walked the number nine hitter as well to, to follow that up, to follow up the error. But a, a good outing from him. I'm kind of back where I was before now where I'm being Nick Piggy because I'm expecting him to just be you know perfect every time out. I feel like in this one he was still struggling with the command every now and then. It seemed like he was falling behind 2-0 a lot in these accounts at bats, but he's just so good and so dominant. He can come back from that through the fastball a lot today. Last time we talked about it, we saw him going a little bit more slider heavy in that outing. He still used to change up 15 times in this one, but 74 four seam fastballs thrown in this one. And it seemed to get better as the game went on. You saw yeah. him hitting 99 yeah. late in the outing. He even talked about it a little bit uh, in the post game, talking about the fastball life that he had on it. And he wasn't going to go away from it because it's working so well for him. Uh, so I thought that was interesting for uh, Spencer Strider in this one, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's three three starts in a row now. We're seeing some Spencer Strider. It looks more like that guy we're accustomed to seeing, that guy that I think can win an NL Cy Young one day. Maybe not this year. Certainly not over, uh, even after that little blip that he had. But I thought he was you know really good once again. No, I mean, if you're into strikeouts, he's got the most in baseball. Nine more of them in this one. I believe 155 overall. His 10th win of the season also brought him into a tie with Zach Gallen and Clayton Kershaw. Amongst that category, if that ERA continues to fall, the strikeouts mm-hmm. continue to pile up, which seem to be two things that work together quite well for Spencer Strider. He's going to pick up a few more wins before this thing's over. So I would not be surprised if he throws his ring in his in, in the or throws his hat in the ring. I guess he <laughs> don't own the ring, but he can throw his hat in there for uh, National League Cy Young. Uh, AJ Minter, as I mentioned, came on in that seventh inning, wasn't able to strand that runner. Luis Arias again, a couple of hits, as you said. Uh, ben Heller and, and uh, Rysel Iglesias closed things out for the Braves in the eighth and ninth innings, respectively. But in this game, we saw something that we had not seen much of and really haven't seen much of in 2023 when these two teams play. The Marlins had a lead. They were up 2-0 early. Then Orlando Arcia, the all-star, with a home run off Sandy Alcantara in the second. Good to see that from Orlando. He's been hitting the ball solidly the last couple of days. Gets one out to center field. that gets the Braves on the board. And then what I like to call, I said this on Twitter, 
a good old-fashioned rally kind of born out of speed for Michael Harris. He gets on, he steals second, goes to third on a throwing error, scores on a wild pitch just like that. It's a tie game. And prior to that, Sandy Alcantara had, had retired nine in a row. It looked like he was settling in. Next thing you know, walked around Lacuna Jr., two-run homer just over the right field wall for Ozzie Albies. And this, Jake, as we've talked about, is the suddenness of the Braves' offense just being able to strike when you might think that you've got it figured out or that you're rolling right along as an opposing pitcher, though I don't know how you get too comfortable against this lineup. Things went sideways for Sandy Alcantara that quick within three hitters. And that's what this Braves offense can do. And one thing I loved about the offense on Sunday is didn't score a lot early, but they were really making Sandy work. And maybe that had an effect later in the game. The Braves were able to do this earlier in the season as well against Sandy. It looked like he was kind of cruising, but they were having good at-bats against them, making them throw a lot of pitches. And they kind of got to him late, and it was similar here. I mean, he he had to throw a lot of pitches earlier. You look at the RC at-bat. He fouled off a lot of pitches, was able to get one, crushed it out to center field. Acuna later in that at-bat, or in that inning, had an eight-pitch at bat. Sandy blew him away with 100 up in the zone, which nobody was going to touch, not even Ronald Acuna Jr. right now. But, uh, again, just good at bats, made him work. And then, finally, they're able to get to him. And, as you said, this offense, once you, you start to become a little bit shaky, and this Braves offense can take advantage and do so quickly. And that speed, you love it right there. Michael Harris at the bottom of the order. We've been talking about it. I mean, it, it's, it's Ronald Acuna Jr., kind of light i don't know that's no disrespect to michael no, harris but no. but i mean that's just what it is right there in that nine hole he can get on base he can make things happen with his legs and that's why i love having those two guys right there back and back in the lineup like that so yeah just a great job all around by the offense and you got some uh offense late as the marlins pull within one to kind of put things away there with travis darno yeah, and that I think is kind of the way that the Braves have been able to, especially during this winning streak, really continue to add on. I know there was a period of time over the course of the season where everybody's like, yeah, these first inning runs are great and all, but they then they go lights out and they don't score anymore. And I'm sure, you know, that's not the plan. But as this offense has kind of come into, I would say, just being its full and uh, unabashed itself, one through nine with everybody contributing, that has not been a problem of late. And Travis Darno was the man who was able to provide, as you mentioned, that insurance with the two-run homer in the eighth inning after the Marlins had made it a one-run game by scratching across one against Strider and Minter in the seventh inning. And then it's the eighth inning when you see Travis Darno getting his seventh home run of the year, third home run of the day for the Braves. They got 158 of those, most in baseball. A 20th home run, I want to mention this for Ozzie Albies, also an all-star. Uh, that's the fourth 20-home run campaign for Ozzie in his young career. And just one of the things, one of those little benchmarks that you were looking for what can a healthy Ozzie Albies mean to this Braves club? Well, things like this. He's back to hitting a lot of home runs. He's driving in a ton of runs. He's hitting in the second spot of the order where he has driven in 15 runs in 15 games up there. Uh, Matt Olson, not a bad day for him. Couple of hits, but you know, not involved in the home run hitting and the runs batted in on this day, which is rare for him. But that switch to put Ozzie Albies up at the second spot and put Matt Olson somewhere in the middle of the order has certainly been bearing some serious fruit for the Braves in this one. Uh, let's talk a moment about Ron Lacuna Jr. Two for three. He had a double. He also walked, uh, had scored a run, which is his 74th, I believe, on the year. That leads Major League Baseball. And two stolen bases, Jake. He's up to 39 on the season, set a new career high, and is on track for a 70-plus steal year. Uh, you almost run out of things to say about this guy, but he just keeps on doing the things that make you believe that he is on track for an incredibly special season and historic season for Ronald Lacuna Jr. Looks like it's in the makings right now. 
It certainly does. I mean, I think it's the, a season likes of one. I don't know that we've maybe ever seen before. Again, we've talked about it a lot. He's one stolen base away, becoming the first player ever to have 20 home runs, 50 runs batted in, and 40 stolen bases by the All-Star break. Again, just one stolen base away from that. Again, what he's doing and just his all-around game, the scoring runs, driving in runs, home runs, the power, the defense even. I know he made a couple errors earlier in this series, but still we've seen the defense on display a lot this year as well. And that arm, one of the best in all of baseball, if not the best. I mean, it's just, again, I, I said a minute ago, Michael Harris is kind of Ronald Light. And again, that's no disrespect to Michael Harris. Ronald Cunha Jr. is just so incredible with what he does and how he can do it in all phases of the game so yeah just you know another game he gets on base three times scores a run steals a couple of bases it's just another day for ron lacuna jr yeah and it's a great a great year to be ron lacuna jr thus far i will throw this out there since ronald is already the first player ever before the all-star break to get to 20 homers and 35 steals it would seem to make logical sense if we're following the progression he'd be the first to 2040 as well and you can put all the other you know things you want to put into that, you know, 100 hits, 70 runs scored, 50 RBI, whatever the case, 25 doubles, which he has a shot at before the All-Star break. Essentially, we're still at that place where you multiply what you see on the page right now by two, and that's the season that Ron Lacuna Jr. is in line for, and it's just silly and crazy to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the All-Stars, though. As we mentioned, quite a few of those. We knew about Ron Lacuna Jr., Sean Murphy, Orlando Arcia. Five more Braves make the All-Star team. Spencer Strider, we already talked about. The entire infield is going. Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley, along with Murphy and Arceus. So that's going to be very Braves heavy. And then you've got Bryce Elder. What a story. Gwinnett's opening day starting pitcher makes the National League All-Star team alongside Strider. This uh, truly has been a season in which so many storylines for the Braves and so many people have had to contribute to what they have done. But Bryce Elder, I don't know that we can say enough about his role and what he has done to help this club get to where they are and navigate some very big losses in that starting rotation. You said it a long time ago. He's no longer an unsung hero because we've been singing his praises. Yeah. Uh, I know that's quoting you from earlier in the year because he has been so good and so needed when you lose a guy like Max Freed, a, a contender, you know, a Cy Young contender. You're losing Kyle Wright, a guy who won 21 games last year. And you get somebody in Bryce Elder who not only steps up in the rotation, becomes an all-star and much deserved as well. I'm glad they gave him the nod there because he certainly deserve it, deserves it with what he's done in this first half. So uh, really you know, excited and happy for Bryce Elder and all the other guys. But I think Bryce Elder is the one that just sticks out to me because it's just something we didn't see coming. Uh, and it's a guy who has obviously worked really hard mm -hmm. and has done a great job for the Braves this year and really stepped up in an area that they desperately needed it with all the injuries in the rotation. Most definitely. Eight all-stars for the Atlanta Braves, most in franchise history, most since 2012 when the Rangers took eight, and I believe the record is nine for the 1939 Yankees, who also had number 10 there, which was Lou Gehrig, an honorary captain in that all-star game. But just to show you, it doesn't happen very often, and if you had any more of those, you're really starting to reach back into baseball history. That's how good the Braves have been. They outscored the Marlins 29-7 to sweep the three-game series, have won nine out of ten head-to-head -head against Miami, and are ahead in the East by nine games heading into the next series as they carry an eight-game winning streak with them up to Cleveland. Yes, that's right, another eight-game winning streak after their previous eight-game winning streak was snapped by the upstart Reds. The Braves have won 16 out of 17, and you can go back and do the math. They've won a lot and lost very little since June the 1st, as Jake mentioned earlier. We'll tell you all about that series against the Guardians. Before we do, though, I want to let you know this episode 
of the Braves postcast is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Exclusive flash deals on tickets for baseball, football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. And that Game Time guarantee, it means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. You just got to download that Game Time app, create the account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms, of course, apply. As for the Braves, they are heading out on a road trip that will lead them to the All-Star break. It's a two-city trip starting in Cleveland, ending in Tampa Bay. We've got Bryce Elder, the All-Star, on the mound in Game 1 against the Guardians. Right-hander Gavin Williams makes his third career start. First two have been pretty good on the mound for Cleveland. But uh, as we know, with Bryce Elder, just one last chance here before the All-Star break to just kind of uh, continue to uh, just make a case for being one of the best pitchers in the National League. And that, I'm sure, is what he's going to do. Yeah, and Bryce Elder, a guy that doesn't normally give up a lot of home runs, has a sinker slider that usually keeps the ball on the ground. Guardians have hit 55 home runs all year. The Atlanta Braves have hit 158 home runs all year. So uh, hopefully that will continue in this series. Braves keep the ball in the ballpark. Gavin Williams, good young pitcher, though, out of East Carolina. You know what the Guardians are able to do with starting pitching and how they develop it over there. So it'll be a tough matchup for this Braves offense. But, uh, again, the way this offense has been hitting lately, I, I don't know – if many people can stop them right now. So hopefully that does continue and like to see Bryce Elder continue that all-star level first half that he's had. Yeah. Doing the math, he should get actually two more starts before the all-star game, which might put his opportunity to pitch in said game in peril, but we'll let all that play out. He could be in line to start against the Rays, but we're going to start against the guardians. Bryce is six and one looking for win number seven on the season, two forty-four that ERA seven ten PM Eastern time at progressive field is when the Braves and the guardians will meet for the first of that three game set. Then the Braves will get an off day and three in Tampa Bay. We've got all kinds of good stuff to talk about uh, over the course of the next week as we lead up to the All-Star break. We hope you'll ride along with us right here on Locked on Sports Atlanta with the postcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, it was a great weekend for the Braves. They finished a sweep of the Miami Marlins with a 6-3 victory. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you again soon. And until next time, so long. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 